0: welcome back to back on the bus podcast ryan and i we've had a pretty uh busy july we've taken a bit of a break from uh, the podcasting world we had uh well ryan's been busy uh building up a commercial space for his wife and uh a few trips in there uh, in between but uh, i also had uh geez ton of ton of trips starting out with um a big ride up to Bella Coola with some filming with Seven Mesh. And that was just uh, an amazing, amazing trip going up through the Chilcotins, And uh, and then uh, made my way over to Revelstoke for some recon, checking out some of the loops and, and some of the roads up there. Planning for our, our uh, Revelstoke camp on uh, August 16th to 20th. And then uh, we, we had a big ride planned with, with Rob Britton and that was uh, a big southern Chilcolton loop and that didn't quite pan out like we were hoping for and uh, rob was amazingly uh, able to change everything on the fly and get us over to the sunshine coast and we did an awesome island island ride through all the yeah amazing terrain over there so randy uh, before I ramble on any further, how you been, Bud? And uh, what what have you been up to? Yeah, I am pretty good. I am pretty good. I've been uh, like you said, we were we got
1: busy and uh, working away on different uh, projects and whatnot. So I've been uh, trying my hand at construction lately.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 doing some good work yeah, there no, actually. Nice uh, office coming space. together.
1: Do a little bit of amateur hour though. You know, a lot of a lot of YouTube figuring out how I as I go
0: oh but how did anyone do stuff without youtube before that's what i yeah, want to do <laughs> just be bashing away
1: and you gotta check for the good <laughs> youtube right it's got the one gotta be the one with the you know it's had lots of views before because everybody's got an opinion on how that's to do right. something
0: <laughs> you gotta weed through 10 10 of them and then i'm so impatient I, I always have to like find the place that i'm actually looking for you know i just scroll through until yeah Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no patience go, go um, back and like oh why didn't it work oh shit i didn't watch that minute <laughs> yeah some important information there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that 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 key little piece yeah <laughs> now the whole thing's buggered <laughs> up yeah. good shit show
1: yeah yeah and then uh like good. you said we did the training um, camp <laughs> rob strip i got some good fitness out of that one that's right
0: <laughs> yeah that's something we want to really touch on on this this podcast just uh a basically the trials and tribulations of that that trip and setting up for something like that what we had had planned and then and then how it changed and so yeah um I guess I'll I'll go into a bit of my initial trip up to Bella Coola you're going into the Chilcolton range which is as soon as you leave Pemberton it's just wild terrain you get into this uh wow, you you get into this really untouched zone that, um, yeah, you're not restocking supplies. You don't know what's ahead of you in the sense of water and, and terrain. Um, the forest service roads there are, are, they come and they go like the, some are being deactivated and some new ones are being put in. So, yeah, there's, there's just not a ton of exploration back there. Obviously guys on motos and this and that, but as far as what a gravel bike can get through, it's, it's a totally different world. And so, yeah, that was, um, just an amazing trip. And, uh, you really go into the wild part of the world. Whereas the, the trip that Randy and I did with Rob, we, uh, you know, obviously Rob was able to change things on the fly and get us, uh, on a really awesome, awesome part of the world over in the Sunshine Coast, which I hadn't done all the way up to Powell River. And uh, Rob's pretty much done that entire, uh, uh, that whole island <laughs> and and a lot of the Sunshine Coast. And there's just some amazing stuff out there, some single track that um, was just incredible. I think, you know, to find some of that stuff that isn't necessarily mountain bike Style single track, but is like really flowy and fun on a gravel bike. Especially, <laughs> we were loaded down pretty good and and ripping through some of these trails. And uh so, yeah, tell us a bit uh, about your experience there, Randy, because that was meant to be your first real bike packing overnighter trip. And our initial one was a very big one, like a pretty hairy one, a Southern Chilcotin loop with no services and camping out bivy bag you (laughs) you were gonna try bivy bivy bagging for the first time and uh you know it it's a real different scenario those two trips so maybe explain just your initial feeling like when we were talking the southern chill coltons and then and then just your thoughts on like that preparation and what you thought you were getting into
1: yeah so i don't think i knew exactly what i was getting into i think I think we would have had. I personally would have had all the stuff I I needed. Like the, I don't know. I think the food maybe would have been running lean by the the ride. Food would have been running lean by the end of it. Um, if we had no services, like which was originally planned. But then, yeah, I don't know. Like it was it was interesting. Like um my first time sleeping in the bivy, so I was like wrestling around with that thing, like like, Oh, did I put the, put the net thing on, <laughs> put the net thing on wrong? What was going on? I was like, I got trapped in this
0: cocoon. <laughs> I, I heard you the, the one night I was just yelling at you like, what the hell are you doing? Like it just kept rustling around. It must, it felt like 30 minutes of rustling around. And then I think you got out and had to do like a hard reset just to. <laughs> yeah.
1: We, had, we were, we were struggling. So we reset the balance like you said that night and, uh, Put it, put it put it back to together got the zippers all sorted and so uh that was good it was crazy though like to the first night we we had that you know kind of a real camp spot that rob knew about and and um like it was super dewy and and moist in the morning and then like the next nights that that changed which was i don't know we were only like 100k away from the first night but it was there. kind of cha- conditions changed out there which was kind of interesting because you know i wouldn't expect like i'm sure she glad it didn't rain because it's a bit of a, a different beast when you're trying to figure all this stuff out and then your gears all wet i'm assuming like this was just wet from the dew but not the rain um yes yeah, so i'm sure you've experienced
0: some wild experiences with the, with <laughs> well the the rain the rain definitely adds a real element um there's there's nothing worse than getting up in the morning and you're you're pretty soaked from everything none of your your clothing from the day before was able to dry and you're packing your stuff away wet thinking like geez i hope i hope at least when i set up camp tonight that it's going to be dry again you know because it's it's the worst feeling like you're you're putting away all your stuff soaking wet and thinking man i don't want to crawl into this sleeping bag tonight you know um but yeah that's just part of it and it's it's as you you saw Randy like you tend to pick up all these tricks along the way right of now with the wet there's not a lot you can do other than just kind of deal with it but little bags and little you know waterproof sacks to to keep things separate in so you're not soaking the rest of your dry gear there's there's just a million things that it's actually funny when I get asked, like, what I bring on a trip. I don't even, I couldn't really tell you that much other than like a good jacket and some good undershirts and like a proper tent and sleeping bag. Um, because my stuff all sits in one, I keep it in like one re- Rubbermaid container and it's basically ready for the next trip after I've you know dried it and cleaned it from my last one, and so it's not even. It's not even something that I really think about too much. It's just all there, and then depending on the trip, like the the day of or the day before, I'm kind of pulling out what I think exactly I'll need for that trip. So yeah, that was something as you as you learned. Yeah, you just get a system, yeah, right? With the bag
1: packing, that was what that was like really threw me for a loop because I thought like in my mind what I was going to use on the day or whatever, but then it wasn't in that like you know every day. I think I changed the way I pack the bags, like where where stuff went in the bags and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, stowing things away. And, and then to your point, like if it was going to be pissing rain, like the rain jacket was in the deep far front bag or whatever, because it was never going to use it, but then, you know, you got to change. So it's almost like you got to change where stuff goes on, depending on what kind of trip
0: you're doing, what what the weather is like and all the rest of it. You- totally. And what's crazy is even after like a bunch of years of doing this, I'm still screwing around with how I pack certain things and like learning. Oh, like I'll always be trying new things, right? Like you you try and displace the weight and like figure this thing actually works good there. And then that's a big point there, Randy, is, is based on the day. What are you going to need that day? You want to have that stuff accessed close by, right? Not stuffed in your handlebar bag in the middle, you know, because yeah. you're not going to want to do that with, uh, especially with a group. You don't want to be holding people up. Well, you dig through your, uh, you know, pulling everything apart, so, right? So, it's like you really got to think about that in the morning. It's important. Yeah, especially this group. They're a well-oiled machine. Fine. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. These guys, is like. So, let's talk a bit about that dynamic because it was uh, you and me and Rob Britton and, uh, and uh, um, Taylor. And Jamie Sparling. And Ryan. Uh, J- uh, Jamie Sparling. And we had uh, Yeah. And and, uh, Sean, and, yeah. Sean. So they all know yep. each other super well. and Yeah. They have a real history. These guys, yeah. you, you know, a lot more about it than, than I do, Randy. So maybe you,
1: you. Yeah. So, so Sean and Rob, they, that. they go back from Saskatchewan. That's where they, they first met each other. And then uh, Jamie and Taylor and Rob, they all lived together uh, when they were at university in Victoria and we all like they all race together so taylor's from alberta originally too so taylor and i uh grew up kind of like mountain biking together on the racing together and whatnot and now we live super close together um so it's our you know weekly weekly weekend mountain bike buddy you know and uh we ride together tons but those guys yeah they have a deep history um so it was it was interesting they've done plenty of big trips together so it was uh, me and you were we we're like the new guys to the group and and <laughs> checking out the dynamic going on there.
0: Um, super competitive well, it, guys, right? It was it was amazing. Yeah, I'll just I'll just jump in real quick because that was the part that that blew me away was that you know I, I, from my understanding they do this maybe once or twice a year, and you know Rob's coming from a background of you know like basically elite cycling, like world tour races, uh, training for that level of racing. And then these guys are all capable to go on these trips with him. And I was really impressed with everyone's fitness, you know, like, and the, just their ability to to hang with something like that. It just, it blew my mind because the way Rob sets it up is like, he's not saying like, oh, we're just going to go on an easy easy cruise to everyone's ability. These guys all work and they have, you know, regular lives. Taylor has, I think both Taylor and Sean have kids. Right. And, uh, you know, that, that stuff keeps you really busy, but yet they were, they were right into this trip. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> C- continue on. Well, I was
1: in the box <clears throat> day one. I was in trouble. I was like, Oh boy, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure glad we didn't go to the Jacobins. <laughs> 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 um yeah but um yeah like you said the guys the guys ride a ton too and they have that background so they you like you said these these couple big trips they are definitely prepared and they've done so many with rob too they kind of know the they know like you know the routine of what it's all gonna be so yeah it was it's so it is impressive how um how fit we were like the group um we kind of we all plowed through and that was another thing with the big bags we were doing some pretty big climbs too and uh the bikes ride completely different hey eh? and um yeah. yeah
0: yeah that's something to to talk about a bit like you your bike's loaded down and you're just the way like when you stand and when you climb and like the the weight actually on the rear wheel it's it's interesting like you can stand a lot of like um Kind of loose gravelly steep climbs right because you have the bike is is loaded down pretty well and uh but i'll i also you know just from a handling point of view it's like you're kind of relearning your rig all over again as i'm sure you know we've been doing these valley rides and you've just had a you know a fanny pack on pretty much and the bike has been free and easy it's uh and then you load it down with all that stuff and initially you know we just rode down to horseshoe bay ferry from from your place and and i could tell you were just trying to get a feel for this thing you know um so yeah maybe explain a little bit about that just the because that you had like you got to experience the full full range just in that short period of time right so it's pretty fresh in your head i think still
1: yeah so we had like so for my bike, for instance we had the the big tail bag the big bar bag a frame bag in the middle there and then the the top tube uh like whatever the top kind of food stash box thing. So that was like when you're riding you you're, yeah you're like limited to how much you can well first of all the bike's heavy right so you can't just like throw it around like you normally would. And then also like you're kind of like your space between the bar and the saddle is like um confined as well because of the, the little food stash box. So just like, I don't know, not that big of a guy. So you're like if you go you swing too much one way or the other, you're, you're hitting your legs or whatever it is on everything, so it's kind of like you're just like in this tight kind of uh little zone you have to work with on the bike, which is yeah, that was unique. Um, and then for me, like just <laughs> the fear when you stop and you're trying to get off that you don't fall over in the whole thing, <laughs> so figuring uh, figuring that <laughs> out. So I didn't, I
0: didn't fall on the ferry deck with all my shit. um. so that's always a good way to start it out right down at down at horseshoe bay just fall in front of a bunch of vehicles pulling onto the ferry you shouldn't be out here
1: (laughs) so (laughs) so i'm happy to say i had no no falls which is which is good but i feel like you're kind of at the mercy of it a bit you just you know you're kind of in control but out of control all the time when you're riding like you know the steep climbs or the thing it's like oh do i commit to this one or not because if i if I go but then I stall out I'm gonna tip over, basically.
0: Um Yeah. 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 So those so that was, that was kinda of wild. But uh yeah. So yeah, um one thing I wanted to touch on, something you said earlier, like like on this trip I felt like it was a bit of uh Rob Britton's training camp and he can definitely smash it all day and I definitely like you. I had moments where I enjoyed that, and other times where I was like, "Geez, we're going hard," you know. And and those guys, I was again, I was amazed with the rest of the crew how much they were up for that. And uh, but I wanted to touch on the fact that it would be totally different if we were going into the Chilcotin country, into the wild country, because uh, on this particular trip, the the one that Rob ended us taking taking us up on. Sunshine Coast, across over to the, the Big Island, and then all the way back down to Nanaimo. We had a lot more facilities available, right? And while we were camping out, we were camping out on friends' lawns and these types of things, right? So we were having dinners and and just really getting well taken care of through friends of Rob's and thren- friends of us. That we've known over the years right with uh, Tony Zarzadez being one of them had a great stay there and then the Elsays looked after us very well so it wasn't like we were necessarily roughing it whereas my experience with the <laughs> the Chilcolton country I was just up there uh you know uh, a few weeks before this trip and you're out there right the mosquitoes are nuts uh it's grizzly bear country and once you get past a certain point like for example gold bridge and you keep heading north there's just one more place like the tiak lodge and then after that until you get into the real like unless you were going over to to the Coola highway or something there's nothing and uh so that really changes the the approach and the way that you would ride a similar distance and that's something I wanted to talk about Randy because you know when we were initially discussing this trip it was kind of like you have to be able to pack all your food there's a massive calorie burn on those kinds of days that you can't just stop at a brewery and smash a burger and have uh three beers you know and, and take care of it it's the kind of thing where you're eating the uh, astronaut food bags and, and really kind of thinking about gauging your effort. Because if you do try and race up some climb or go into the red a bunch, you're going you're gonna to just tap yourself right out. And uh, so that, that becomes a really crucial thing. And I just want you to maybe share just like the difference on, one, the load of the bike, two, the distance of the days. And then just the nature of the route, uh, how you never really had, like, you couldn't control um, essentially how hard you had to push because you just had to ride over that climb, you know. So maybe share what those days felt like because it's a different pace than what, you know, we were used to back in the day, just going out training on the road or what have you.
1: Yeah. So that was, that's definitely something too, because I, I was having a hard time figuring out how much i was eating on the bike because I, I don't know like you know when you were training and everything was like well and you're fit and your body was operating just like like a machine efficient like, yeah. Pff- yeah five hour ride i knew exactly what i would eat and need like you know and what i make about but like this and you're is like there's no like i mean in our case it was pretty relaxed so we had lots of good food available quick but i guess it's like oh you know, is the astronaut dinner going to be enough if I go deep on this training right now or like whatever, whatever it is. And, um, and then, yeah, like trying to think about it, you're like, wow, you're out there. So, so yeah, I don't know, just trying to ride within yourself a lot more, but that was, I'm actually curious too, if you think, cause we had a lot of, dra- there was a lot of drafting and you and Robert taking out, taking the bulk of the, of the riding in the front. So I was drafting a fair bit, which I think probably is obviously a, saved a lot of energy but what about if we did the Do you think that would have been the same similar case or would have been a lot more everyone's pushing their own wind
0: yeah so my experience up there was that it it, it's pretty gnarly terrain especially once you get further north you're you're on a, a lot more path and single track and this kind of stuff right where that just turns into a grind and there's no real advantage to being on anyone's wheel. Yeah. And you're exactly right. Like you have to be really careful out there because you can't, you you can't afford to go into the red and you can't afford to have a big energy deficit. Whereas I felt like the trip that we ended up on, we could just kind of throw caution to the wind and, and kind of have a day out. And you would be able to recover because, you know, you would just eat more at dinner. Whereas when you're limited to uh, the astronaut food bags and, and some, you know, scratch uh, <laughs> gummies and uh, bars, you you know, how much of that are you going to take away from the next day? Because when you are trying to plan all that stuff out, it becomes a little dangerous if you start eating too much. Like you want to eat another astronaut astronaut bag, but you might, that might be your last one, you know, so it becomes pretty tricky, right? And it's kind of a crucial, uh, moment to really understand that stuff. And, uh, I think that's what I love about the, the wild trips as well. Although it was great having access to uh, all those, all those facilities too, you know? So it's like, that's the beauty of bikepacking is you can do it in any, any way you want. Um, you can go as extreme as possible or as comfy as possible, but, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I de- you're over you're overall. F- no, but just
1: thinking about that, like if we did the, you know, the next trip, if it's more remote, like thinking, cause we, I was never in trouble of not having enough food, but I, you know, you could definitely think about it. You start to get to the last day or the two days to go and you just ate heavy on the first day. Cause the first day was like, cool. I was not. I was well. The first big day we did, I was in the box pretty good, and I was like, "Jesus, I don't know about this." <laughs> um,
0: so that's something I wanted to ask you about. Is is I did notice that with you, like uh, your first day, you you weren't didn't seem super happy uh, about the whole thing. You know, not that you were grumpy oh, I was or anything grumpy. like that, but <laughs> I could tell you were, you were feeling it a bit. <laughs> But then you really came around, like you were, like you know, to, to the last day, you were just ticking along. So, what what do you think happened there? Do you think that's just thanks to all those years of of training as a professional and all, you know, just your body's been through so much as far as pushing it goes? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. Like, cause, cause since I've
1: stopped racing, it's it comes in waves. Like, I, I love riding, but if I like if I don't have time or I'm doing something else. I only ride once or twice a week maybe now, you know? And, and then there was some yep, weeks when I yep. was riding almost every day when we went from like winter to the nice spring, I was like, all oh, the weather's awesome. I was out of the mountain bike yeah. every day or whatever it is. And, and leading into this trip was just before we took over the space for Jesse. So I was, I rode like once that with the Valley ride was like the ride I did. Um, so, yeah. so then yeah. it's like, and you know, it hadn't been over four hour, five hours, whatever, uh, hundred and something k on rough terrain but whatever and then we went into this trip and it was high pace big days
0: <laughs> eight to ten yeah, hours Astronaut yeah. food
1: bikes loaded down like it was just like whoa this is this is new this is a new discipline of cycling i need to figure out here and then i think yeah and then i think you know day two is like my body's just like oh great we're doing this again and um,
0: you know kind yeah. of ticked and then I, I want to jump onto a little side story, Rob, because of his, uh, you know, he he's not just like us in the sense of we don't really care if we stopped and and hung out all day uh, down by the beach. He's got training. To, he's got to get back to some serious races back <laughs> in Europe, right? So he would create these little, uh, these little scenarios like, oh, guys, we're late for the ferry. You know, we'd come off some logging road and he's like, oh, we got to. <laughs> we got to just nail it to catch the ferry so we're all we're all in we're all convinced and then it's just like we're just hauling ass down the highway you know like singled out everyone's just on the limit on these rollers you know so it's like it was funny having that element of uh, cuz i i could see myself back in the day you know being in the same scenario like jeez i'm with these guys and there they're just uh they would go any pace <laughs> yeah. they want, right? I'm going to have to spice things up. Here. <laughs> yeah, talk a bit about that one because well, that was, I think we all felt yeah. it a little bit. <laughs> I think that was like
1: the most memorable story of the one of them, I guess, of the of the trip when we came off this long road. We had to make the la- We had to make the ferry up, and what is it, Port Port uh, Port Hardy or something? What's the, What's the top there? Anyways. Top of the sunshine ah, coast. Was it Lang-
0: Langdale? No. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right.
1: Anyways. I can't remember the name. Yeah, we yeah. come out of this. We're on a paved road now, which was a detour because if we, we if we stayed on the logging roads, there's no way we would have made the ferry. So we had to bang down to the, That's right. to the highway. Yeah. And now we're on this highway. It's like and I know where we are now because I've been on there with a the car. And I'm like, fuck this, this this thing's pretty rolly, you know? And I'm like, great, this is gonna be this is gonna be a joy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh sure enough the time trial starts <laughs> <And> we're, we're,
0: <laughs> time trial with bags yeah. and and yeah.
1: Uh, i guess the other Jeez. thing too is like if we missed this ferry it did kind of screw up the day pretty good because i don't think they, it's not that frequent of a ferry and then we still had to
0: would have been an afternoon ferry or something like later on right and it would have thrown everything out of whack for yeah because we the, had to still yeah. catch
1: another ferry then we we caught two ferries that day Uh, yeah and then because we do the Comox area um that's right so my understanding is i didn't actually check this so i should probably go back and look now because rob's like if we don't make this one it's 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 day ruined i was like okay (laughs) you know (laughs) and uh good on
0: him he got some muscle out of us so
1: (laughs) so we're on this this highway just you know going a blistering pace and and um We're just in line. No one's talking. Just, you know, suffering, and uh, we're on these rollers, and somehow, yeah, that was another thing. I guess it was amazing how fit the guys were, because I was just like, I was. It was like I was trying. Well, it it get as low as possible. I was like, I was behind one of the biggest guys, Jamie. I'm just like
0: tucked in there, trying to (laughs) trying to hold the wheel. And then he's like, it reminded me exactly. It reminded me exactly of racing when, just like you said, you're trying all the tricks. You're like almost buzzing <laughs> yeah. the wheel in front of you. You're kind of tucking everything, rolling everything in. Yeah. There's no way you're arrow on those bikes, you know? Like you just, no. oh, what a feeling to have again like that, just in the legs. Because like like you, I ride, but I just kind of grind away and just go, you know, a lot of times I'm by myself out on some logging road and I'll just ride, steady yeah. you know but this was like pace change and rollers and like i swear there it felt like times where i was like riding for sure like four or five hundred watts over oh, these rollers yeah, right sure. i mean i i still remember what that feels like so i i, I don't think i'm completely insane if i say that but no. uh you know with that extra weight you no, you're we pushing were
1: the guys were, i don't know we had to look one of those guys i think we you know we ended up going pretty high on this segment on uh, strava <laughs> and it's on the highway road section to, to bike touring gear so we were moving you know and uh yeah yeah big and tires, one of the best yeah. things to me yeah. though is we passed a guy maybe 5k out from from uh, the ferry terminal and he just yeah. like yeah. we came like the you know a, a train and six guys just, rah, coming by with their gear bike and this this guy looks over us like we're you know just crazy yeah, totally Sure enough, enough twenty yeah. minutes later, he rolls in and he's uh, he makes the ferry with us. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, having
0: yeah. having snacks. I think we hung out there for a good half hour, <laughs> yeah. right? So we had more than enough time. But uh, yeah, it it puts some hair yeah. on our chest. A couple for of monkey sure. brains just dung dung. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh,
0: yeah, yeah um yeah. yeah so you know that kind of sums up our our trip there, Randy did it um let's just put it this way would you be keen on some more would you like did it kind of give you the bug a little bit because i know it can go one of two ways and uh yeah i'd be curious to know like if it's something you're you're thinking about like again and how you would go about it differently and what you'd want to do and and, yeah
1: so uh, i think yeah um it's it's actually nice now because we've been a you know whatever is since we did it so kind of like debriefing from it because at first like the pace and everything was like wow it was a, it was pretty intense like if we did the Chicotans one it was like 200k days were planned i was like i think we need to add an extra day onto that to make it a little more enjoyable yeah <laughs> um yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah i'm definitely uh, keen in, to do more i had the fear of like we were gonna see a bunch of bears and
0: and uh, they were going to be hunting us, you know, but uh, <laughs> that didn't end up. Well, again, you know, like that can happen in the Chilco. And you don't want to run into grizzlies, you know, because they're they if you scare those guys, it's not a good scenario to to be around them. But as you know, like just living where you do, like like the black bears, they don't want much to do with you, you know. They see you come in, and they are they they usually take off right away, right? So it's just. It's really just when you get into that real wild terrain you like you might see some grizzlies um but you just don't want to come around a corner like ripping on your bike um and scare them you know most of the time they'll they'll probably take off but uh you might get one that uh gets yeah. cheesed off right so you you just don't want to have that scenario but otherwise it's like I don't know people tend to think that it's always uh going to be a scary time up there but as you as you spend more time up there you just realize they they don't want to be around you as much as you don't (laughs) really want to be close to them right so yeah but it is scary going into the unknown and uh that that wild terrain i mean it's big terrain up there so it's like everything it has there's like a there's a reason why people don't necessarily live out there and it's because it's, it's wild. I mean, I think back to that trip up in Bella Coola, the mosquitoes were so frigging bad. If you stopped just for two seconds, you were being devoured, attacked. If it wasn't mosquitoes just, you know, crawling down your neck and it was a horsefly taking a big chunk out of your calf, you know, like it was just, it's not super habitable in the, in the sense of like certain times of the year, it's. It's pretty yep. serious yeah. up there, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, especially I can imagine like when you're starting to get
0: tired and then just constantly the constant things coming at you, but um, yeah, and I think well the, one of the things I forgot, I think maybe to mention was like the reason we did have to change that trip as well is is just because of the the wildfires um during during just prior to our trip, the whole town of uh Lytton uh, burnt down. And there's, you know, in BC, I think we've had a a 40 plus day streak of, of sunshine and no rain. And in that time, we've had a heat wave of like some places reaching like 45 degrees. So it's pretty wild. I've never seen that in, in my lifetime. I know I've been away for quite a long time, but as a kid, I don't remember, uh, wildfires being such a big deal. Um, and so, yeah, that was part of the reason the, the island slash Sunshine Coast was a, was a really great option because most of the interior is on fire at the moment and really smoky. So we hope uh, it doesn't look like rain coming much in the future here. But, um, yeah, that kind of leads us on to our one of the things I was going to talk about, too, with our Revelstoke camp coming up in... August uh, 16th to the 20th, we are currently looking at um, the, the forecast for the the smoke and the air quality up there. And right now it's not looking too super and we're hoping that things will chill out a bit. But uh, yeah, like I said, based on the, the forecast, it's, it's not looking too great. So we're going to try and, and uh, keep posted on that. If you do have uh, interest, just reach out toughcamps.com or uh, you can direct message us on uh, Instagram and we'll always get back to you as far as uh, registration. And if you do have interest, even if it's just for a couple days, there's there's plenty of options. You can stay the four full nights, full four nights, and uh, or you can come daily or stay two nights, however you want to arrange it. But uh, like I said, we're going to be keeping an eye on the the smoke up there and and then um, one thing I wanted to bring up as well for the valley rides um, we've had some some great groups out recently uh, some really really awesome uh, times out in the valley and yeah this weather is just incredible and right now the valley is kind of the best place to ride in BC at the moment well that in the island we we don't have the smoke the the winds keep blowing blowing east and uh we have really clear air down here so um going with that we wanted to mention if you have a group if you have a a group of uh friends whatever reach out to us and we can create an awesome uh day out for you and uh even looking to do overnighters as well can create all kinds of uh different trips for you so if you have a group that's keen and you want to put something together uh, Randy and I are more than happy to uh, go out there and and get you on a good one so again toughcamps.com reach out to us there or uh, direct message is super easy as well and uh, we'll we'll get right back to you so yeah I think that kind of wraps things up before we get back into our normal uh, mode of getting some guests on here and oh I wanted to say that was pretty cool randy our last guest allison jackson she did make yeah, it to the olympics awesome. and uh yeah i mean i was stoked for him because i felt you know she came out and ride rode with us uh, a couple times in the valley rides and i could tell that that was you know she was pretty bummed to not go to and have that experience and uh she got the late call up there was some uh mix up with uh other teams uh selection stuff and and uh so she ended up getting a spot and uh sounds like she did a hell of a job up there so but, yeah, congrats tough to her it's got it ready yeah that's what i'm talking about that's right yeah i mean yeah so that's another thing you want to go to the olympics just come on out and we'll we'll sort you out but uh yeah we uh we'll get back into our regular every two weeks And, uh, is there anything else, Randy, I'm, I'm missing out here. I think that's that's about it. (laughs) All right, bud. Good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we have some openings this weekend and every weekend coming up through August. So reach out to us, let us know what you want to do. Um, we're also very flexible too. If you want to create a trip in the midweek or whatever, a weekend trip, like a full weekend trip, just hit us up. We're, we're super, uh. Open to any ideas. And with that, I'll say uh good catch thing. you later, Randy. Talk and ciao. Have a good one. See ya.